welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of um, a, a wheelbarrow with a flat tire. Oh, <laughs> so tragic. It's just a barrow. It's, it's just, just a barrow then. Well, no, the wheel's still there. Just very hard to do the gardening. Imagine filling that up with all your... Dead bodies, yeah. Bra- bracken. <laughs> okay, bracken. Sorry, bracken, I thought you were talking... Bracken okay. and all that. Yeah. And trying to push that across the lawn. Just mm. a lot of effort. Just imagine, everyone. Welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the podcast. It's a visual... It's a, it's a, it's a sort of a visual um, sort of, th- you know, thought-based experience, this podcast, isn't well, it? Well, we're if philosophers here. It has Alex, been said. Now, you've got to remember... And Happy New Year to you, Alex, by oh, the way. Oh, Happy, Happy New, New Year to yourself. Now, you've got to remember, Alex. This is imagine. Imagine this is your first you, your New Year's resolution is I want to listen to more intellectual and new, different, exciting, and entertaining podcasts. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they hear about is the Bracken and situation with the wheelbarrow. It's not. It's not on. No. Um, no. You know. But but we went through all of the different. What what I like is we went through the usual um, routines before we start recording, which is me going, "Are you ready?" and you going, "Yes, I'm ready." And then we yeah. <laughs> then and then kicking off. Things have not changed that much, have they? No, they've here? not. They said. New new year, but same show. Same 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 show, different year. Is that what yep. they say? That's the that phrase, is what they say. That, that's a phrase that I heard. Year. Well, um, it's it's great to, it's great to be back, and thanks thanks for rejoining us again, listeners, on this adventure. Um, Alex and I have had a, a lovely bit of time off, haven't we? We have. It's been what magic. It, tell and everyone I, a, what you did. Tell everyone what you did on well, your time I'll tell, off. I'll tell you what I didn't do. Okay, is I didn't play the violin. Oh really? And I still haven't actually. Have you not? No, no, no. It's genuinely been three weeks since I've played a note. My goodness, which Are is you... atrocious. But what if you pick it up and forget everything? Then your entire you know livelihood is done. Do you know what? I have nightmares about that. And actually, no, 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 no. Honestly, and I've talked to other players who've who've thought the same thing. Where they're yeah. like, "Have you ever have you ever gone on stage and sat down and looked at your instrument and gone?" How do I know how to play this? Oh God! And that, is, do, that, and that do, does scare and, me. A wee and bit, do yeah. and do I trust that I still know how to play it? Yeah, because it's pretty. It's a pretty mad piece of kit, to be honest. But there's a thing there, isn't there? I mean, because I remember, you know, I I didn't. I think I probably stopped playing any sort of like actual reading music and stuff in high school. Maybe yeah. did a little bit at university, but I remember the the times in which I didn't do something right. I mean, I remember mucking up something on a piano once and, and when I was on my own or something like this and, and the reason why I got it wrong was because I thought about the music do you know what I mean like I read I, I read the music and I went huh this is music and then and my muscle memory stopped working right and when the muscle memory stops working it's incredibly difficult to try and like reintroduce it again halfway through I mean maybe that's just me um, I'm sure you're a professional and don't do that. <laughs> but I don't know about you, but I feel like, and I think that's probably down to the reason why I couldn't do pr- music profession is because it was, I was so reliant on my muscle memory, whereas you're probably not as reliant on it. Well, um, do you know what that's, but you're absolutely right. But that's something I had to kind of train myself out of. Oh, I see. Okay. To be honest, because, because I reckon I would probably still find this if I if I still played my guitar, which, as you know, I I, I don't. It's a very rare occurrence that I. When was the last time you picked guitar. the guitar up? When was well, the last time you played a note on the guitar? Actually, actually over the holidays, because my uh, my nice Fender is still up at my parents in oh, Scotland. Oh, very nice. And I haven't. Do you know what? Because you you know that it's in that big oblong kind of bulletproof. Case. Yeah, the big case. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a hard thing to get down here when when you don't have a car. I'll be honest. Oh, I'm did like, you take the guitar down with you? No, I haven't. I really oh, wish. I, I really wanted to, but the problem is, I'm like, well, it's useless without the amp. And then I tried to imagine myself 
um not with, worth it with it's not with, worth it is with it? that guitar and an amp on but a, you used to on do it all over our hometown. L- well, yeah, but not on an LNER train <laughs> yeah, exactly, from Edinburgh yeah. down to London. Do you know what I mean? But was yours no. mentally overbooked too? Was it? It was. Yeah, people re- sat in corridors and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, here. Yeah, yeah, but we we went into Edinburgh and we got on the train like forty minutes early, so we, ah. we, we had no problems. But you set your when up. I played guitar. If you put sheet music in front of me, I could not do it to save myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, okay, fine. Okay, I, had, I was, I was already like pretty, pretty advanced on the violin. Mm. <laughs> that was absolutely fine. I was, you know, going and playing in orchestras and reading music and doing all those things. But if, but as soon as you swap out the instruments for me, something in my brain just went, oh yeah, and now you're a mong and you don't know how to read music. Well, I think, that, yeah, I think. <laughs> so maybe it's the guitar. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. But that's interesting, actually, having to teach yourself. God, why are we so like? Why are we talking like about interesting things that people want to listen to? Usually, well, just usually a, this is just nonsense. And well, you know, I just uh, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the thoughts of a, a professional musician and how they get over that kind of stage fright feeling well, anything to stave off the inevitable toilet humor um <laughs> you know <laughs> willies and poos oh, and come, like oh come on mate come well, on we were having a really high high intellectual conversation there's that mug again that i really like i'm gonna steal that mug nice. i told you i got mine nicked haven't i every oh, time well, this, i told you this like so many times someone nicked that mug some, some mug of our hometown you see everyone and uh, i took it into the office oh yeah was that was that not in the office it broke me i've, I've told oh, you this one no I know, you did told, no i've no, i've, I've, told, I've just had bad, a memory joke yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway so that's nice um well look uh, you know it, it was it was a nice nice time away and uh and we're back now not a lot's happened though in january for you for me i've not really done no. much i mean we're still in single digits as far we as are. Like, dates go in, in yeah, january yeah exactly so, you know, yeah yeah no i've not i've i've taught one lesson work okay since i've gone back but as far as i'm concerned i'm kind of still in holiday mode to be honest my interesting um, my orchestra doesn't doesn't start back up until like the 15th or something like that and until then you're still in the bermuda shorts and the sort of the hawaiian tops and the pretty holiday much co- I, although drinking I, pina coladas by the by the rain on the ball actually i'll tell you what i am doing okay i'm, I'm replaying i'm replaying jedi fallen order oh just in time just, just in time just in time as you were lamenting that we didn't have much star wars stuff to talk about today uh, I, I thought oh i'll tell you what Re- bloody star wars because yes. i thought january the uh-huh. new game comes out in march i reckon i reckon there's the perfect time to like do get get a play th- another playthrough in got it which would be my fifth uh, okay <laughs> okay before the new one comes out and it's bloody brilliant fantastic well, well we'll maybe touch a little bit more moving forward because alex this is not a january blues podcast we are of course a music and a movies podcast oh it and- has been said and every episode, we're going to be talking to you about some of the hottest, newest and biggest releases and the story, the characters, the actors, but most importantly, the music that accompanies said piece of music. Yeah. Or, 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 or in just, which case, what, not just, so important. Just Yeah, exactly. Or just the music that's there. Um, I mean, look, I guess someone said this to me. They said, you know, we, we don't really focus on the music as much. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes we quite like just doing a our review of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then we finish on the music. And of course, you know, sometimes a bit of a busman's holiday talking a bit about the music. We should go back to the old, just really a, a music one. But so many bloody good movies have come out recently. Yeah, there um, are. And, and this week one of is one of those included. This is obviously... Um, you know the the Avatar two the the much anticipated uh, James Cameron sequel. The first one was in two thousand and nine, was it? I think. Yeah, a, a good long while ago. My God. And it and it is kind of it's kind of weird, right? Because I think right up top. So you, I, I was 
I'll tell you how I was feeling on the sort of months up to this. So obviously there was always talk of Avatar 2 coming for quite a few years and it was sort of delayed and delayed and delayed. Um, and and then, you know, skip to about a couple of months before the trailer came out. I watched the trailer and I like, you know, I don't know about you, but I first watched the trailer and I kind of went, well, there we go. There's another one of these that's just going to, that's just going to exist out there. Because yeah. I hadn't thought about Avatar 1 since Avatar 1 came out and yeah it's, it's one of those movies that always gets brought up in conversations whenever a bay whenever another big movie comes out and everyone goes oh i wonder if it'll break box office records like right. avatar and you and then you go oh yeah avatar made all the money in the world back in the day yeah exactly it completed it completed money <laughs> yes it, 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 it beat the game it, yeah it, it won monopoly and uh and but as far when you get that far in the conversation then it kind of stops and then you forget about avatar again sure it's quite yeah. funny although i although it has to be said like i watched it in the cinema and i got it on blu-ray when it came out okay and i watched it a fair few times actually because i had a bit of a soft spot for Interesting. Uh, the first avatar movie actually well you might find yourself uh you're actually the um one of the um I guess the oddities in this situation, because after speaking to that's your washing machine, by the way, back and going again. I don't oh, know if you it? can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you can hear it before I can hear it. I can, I can definitely hear it. You want to pause that? Should we pause, take a second and pause that? Or are you just no, going to pause through? We'll just, we'll just talk through it. Nobody will, nobody will hear it. Okay. No one will, no one quite, will hear it. It's pretty, it's pretty, lo- it's pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, well, are you gonna no we'll, we'll make this we'll make, make this a wee game we'll make this a wee game so if somebody can write in the tally of how many times you can hear the washing machine i don't think it'll be that many what do you mean how many times we can hear it go off or how many times we can hear that low rumbling that's probably frustrating a lot of people as they're, as they're well doing if, the it's, if it's just if it's just one continuous one then you know a drone we'll, yeah a drone, no, a drone yeah, every, everyone, that, that everyone loves one. a drone don't they just one. <laughs> just just a long drone drawn out drone it's getting fa- oh my goodness at least that's definitely too much <laughs> that's definitely too much you're gonna need to do something about that oh god right okay we'll look. pause it here right <laughs> I'll, I'll pause okay right it's, right. it's, it's paused i've paused, paused it, it. you paused it now you can all Jesus. you can all you can all just stop screaming at me now okay sounded like it's you had an old bloody like do douglas like world war ii aircraft um, just put, just you just turn that turbo prop off in the background. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what are you washing in there? Uh, just a bit of linen. Mm-hmm. Is it all no. your dirt? Uh, are you washing all your dirty deeds in there because they're so heavy? Because it's turning around so much. Because oh, you're a dirty person. <laughs> there yeah, you go. <laughs> filthy, filthy. Okay. What I was going to say before we were interrupted by the jet engine was um, Avatar is one of these films where I think you're probably in the the minority where. And I, I say this because I was talking to quite a few people about this. I watched it when it came out in cinema and I never watched it since. Like, it was one of these yeah. films that just exists in my mind. And I think it's because, and we've talked about this, and I think we talked, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show a lot. My grievance with the first Avatar was, I guess, like, if you, you've got two charts, you've got on the left hand, I've got the, you know, the stunning, stunning display in which we saw, you know, the absolute breakthrough in technology, which dare I say, you know, still holds up to this day. I mean, that yeah. you know, still looks magnificent on screen. Amazing, amazing technical breakthrough um, on one side, uh, you know, and then you've kind of got everything else. You've got the, the story and the, you know, the score to an extent was fine, but the, the, the story and the plot and the characters and specifically one character in particular who I just, I, I didn't really like the main character in this a lot, but, but you've got a lot of, 
other things that it, the, the 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 technical achievements of the film is is dragging through. Do you know Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like you've got it, it's like it's like a relay team, um, and 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 everyone else in the team is are, are pretty slow, and then you've got one dude who's just utterly exceptional, and right. and for some reason that team still wins first every time. All right, in, so in the race. Yeah. So the 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 visual accompli- accomplishment of the first movie sort of made it what it was. I mean, I've, and yeah. everything else was kind of. Well, well, I mean, am I wrong? Am I am I, am I wrong? I no, mean, like if, I don't if, think you are. I don't think you are wrong. But I think I've always, I think I've always had a a relationship with with appreciating most movies. Right. Whereby even if there's like just one like exceptional thing, yeah, I'm gonna sit there and go, oh, fucking hell, that was that was great. Well, well, t- if, t- only, t- if, totally. if only if only for that one thing, because obviously, like since 2009 and avatars come up in conversation like i'm I'm aware of all the grievances that people have about it yeah and frankly i don't disagree with any of it yeah like it's a it's a well-trodden story the main car and the main character is just a little bit shit yeah um it's very very predictable uh it's very very long and you know blah 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 and i'm like they're yeah. good at expositions though they're, they explain that like oh yeah, they show yeah. Everything well, I know. So. oh yeah yeah uh, and some uh, some, atro- some atrociously functional dialogue it's very in, bad in, in, in there in there as well and i go oh yeah no i agree with that and so people go oh okay so you don't like it as well i'm like no i thought, thought it was i think it's great and they're like oh, oh yeah well, exactly well, i wouldn't say well, i don't like it well, yeah. well that doesn't well that doesn't track up and i'm like well it kind of does like well, it, it does it, it it does this one thing and you know it does quite a few things it, it, incredibly well yeah and is is easily worth the price of admission oh no no no, but that but that is so so that's the really interesting thing about it yes it is worth the price of admission but the reason why it's worth price of admission is because so 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 you said something there interesting you said well look even if i watch something that does have a standout thing in it let's say it's the standout dialogue it's clever it's snappy it's cheeky you you know you watch it just for that and everything else is subpar for whatever reason or the music's amazing and you watch it there the problem the reason why it's the price is worth admission but it's not particularly rewatchable is because the thing in which Avatar excels at is only enhanced by going to see it at the cinema. So if you try and recreate that on anything that's not that massive cinema screen or, you know, a very expensive yeah. TV home yeah. setup. unless you've got do, like a mad setup at home. Do, do, yeah. do, do you know what I'm saying? So, so you instantly create this and and I think James Cameron has done this deliberately, which is why I think it's very technically cr- cr- uh, clever what he's done is he has created an experience and, you know, like it's a tech demo, a lot of people say, but like yeah. if it's, you know, it's, it's like it, it's, it's a wonderfully um, disruptive ideology in which he's created because... Um, to, to sort of talk about like kind of innovation, you know, James Gunn is very into his kind of disruptive innovation and 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 how he can try and bring new technologies in. But he's also not an idiot, and what he recognizes, you know, it's like um, it's like Peloton, for example, right? Like Peloton, right. when they were making their app, they they realized, hey, the app works on its own. You don't need to pay the one thousand odd price that people probably don't have and have loads of space at home to have the bikes and the treadmills and stuff, you know. But they can put that app onto that technology. Whereas what's James, you know, James Cameron is very quickly realizes he's like i i want to really lean in to what is available to me and what's available to me is large fucking screens large big or you know he's not built this for streaming services he's not built this for home rental he's really leaned into the idea of well 
if the most amount of money is going to come from the cinema, I'm going to use the, the cinema to support my my project. And by by leaning so heavily on the cinema, it makes it worth price of admission because yeah, it's yeah. not worth it in any other sort of medium, if you see what I'm saying. So I, I I think that is genius. It's simple. It's so simple. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that there's a lot of movies right now that could learn from that you know and i think that i think that hollywood needs to be uh you know a lot of because there's so much shit that comes out right now you know take take for example here like here's an example like with black adam right like and i know i, I want to keep having a go at it and stuff but as you what, should I, don't, don't ever like, stop no, no, don't no, but, ever but, stop. But, but here's the thing right like so this is this is where something like if, if we just focus on the dcu right let's move marvel to one side right you know films like man of steel man of steel was built for the cinema it was right. built as a built. You go there, you see it. It was an exceptional, and I remember watching it in the cinema and thoroughly enjoying it because yeah, it was yeah. designed and built for the cinema. Now, Black Adam wasn't built for the cinema. It was built for continuous. Do you know what I mean? Just, just, yeah, just, yeah. just yeah. for ease of access and doing this. And so, when you, and then lo and behold, box office numbers fall over. Now that is obviously irrespective of everything else that's put in there: character, story, development, actors, you know, special effects or whatever. But by by just building a, a, a film or a franchise from the ground up that's so heavily reliant on the thing that makes the most amount of money, it's simple but genius. And it, yeah, and, yeah. It, and, it, and, it, and it, you know, and like it's obvious when you say it out loud, but not many people say that out loud. They just go, "Oh, Avatar, ha 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 ha." Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why I think a lot of people don't rewatch it. It doesn't have an instant rewatchability. But hey, like. How much money does rewatchability count when it comes to making box office figures? Very, do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think it's, I think it's novel. I think it's unique. It's crazy how much money it's made. I mean, Avatar two currently crossing one point seven billion globally. You know, which is which is still an, an, an amazing amount of money. You know, still not yeah, quite it's the not, two. It's, it's not even out in Russia yet either. Well, or, 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 or China, right? So, yeah, so yeah. like it's it's gonna, and I think it will be go, go to both those places. So, I, I and I think the burn the burn up rate of this will will continue. I mean, it's yeah. gonna I mean, stay I read in an article. For a long time. I, I read an article earlier today with James Cameron because before Avatar two came out. I think James Cameron did an interview where he said that this this needed to be the 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 biggest movie in the world again just to break even. <clears throat> right. Like it, it's mental. But I read an article today where he said it's been strong enough that that the studio is confident that they will make their money back and he is totally greenlit for all the sequels that he wants to make. Yeah, which yeah. which is very, very interesting because I kind of think, well, I've just seen Avatar 2, and frankly, um, if you made that movie and you didn't make any sequels to that movie, like I think you 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 set out an intention to make sequels yeah, to, yeah, to this yeah, movie yeah, yeah. more more so in this movie than in the first one. <clears throat> so so that's a really good that's a really good segue. So so as a movie, uh, this you said something really interesting, which I think is uh, I, I was thinking about what you said after we left this, and I think you're absolutely spot on. Avatar one is a prologue. Yeah. This is the this is the first yeah, yeah, of yeah. the of the children. And I like that idea. I mean, I don't think that's I don't think that's um how it's going to be, certainly. But right. but I like that. Do you want to explain that? Because I think that's a really important point, especially when it comes to like the story and now the momentum going forward of the series. Well, it was it what what really struck me was I was trying to I was trying to feel while we were watching this movie is like did my does this 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I was just searching, and all all I could. Oh, find... what about the what about the people around us? So we'll get back to them. I know. All, all I could find was popcorn, but yeah. um, <laughs> and and a, and a little candy snake <laughs> wasn't candy. <laughs> yes. There's and there's the willy chat. I know. You knew oh, it was God, coming. Can't, can't a wee stop. willy. Can't, can't stop it. <laughs> no, what I was trying to what I was trying to feel throughout um, this is my side. Uh, no, right, stop it. <laughs> Stop starting a sentence. What I was trying to feel through a dark well, room that we sat together for okay. three hours in. What I was trying to gauge. No. Oh, okay. oh, gauge. Can we uh, can we have gauge? Is gauge okay? Gauge is acceptable. Okay. What I was trying to gauge in this movie is: does this feel like a direct sequel to Avatar, or yeah. does this feel like a direct sequel with thirteen years in between? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was set up perfectly i was very happy that it didn't try and be a direct sequel that was made 13 years in between it respected the fact that we've waited 13 years oh totally yeah for the sequel and it told and it told a story with that in mind it had a very nice like prologue in this movie where we had kind of a montage of you know previously on yeah sort of what what you've missed as audience Previously on, but also um, blissful family married life on Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is what... Exactly. Um, and then, obviously, sky people come back sky with, people. A, with, a, with a bang. And then, and then we kick off. And then we yeah. kick off. And then what we got was a story that was much more honed in on them as a family unit on yeah, Jake yeah, yeah. as yeah. a family unit and you and, and it wasn't wasting time cutting between all these different factions just doing random random stuff yeah yeah and yeah, yeah you got really invested very very quickly in all of the kids although for the life of me i couldn't tell you what any of them were called no 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 neither neither but that's not what it's about right like i think yeah. you 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 enjoy this i mean that's a really you're, you're spot on me and not only just for the, the two things you said one of them which was the pacing of this you know this was 13 years or so afterwards and it honored that it honored the distance it really yeah it, it, it and it showed and and i think that you know I, I've, I've heard a few different people say on on different podcasts and different reviews like this couldn't have come out at a better time not just like in the avatar timeline but also there isn't a major star wars film going on there isn't like you know we're in a bit of a kind of marvel's not huge like th- do you know what i mean like could yeah, you imagine yeah, if definitely. this had come out three or four years ago or five years ago or oh, ten? It, do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like this th- this it it's the marketplace has been overly saturated with stuff that would directly compete with this. Yeah, exactly. And in this particular Christmas winter window, where it's, tip, where, it's found where, a lovely little where niche. typically a lot of these tempo movies come out. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah, um, and that's fantastic because so, I, I really like that it's you know part of the conversation again. Very clever. And and, and second, well, I'll come back to that point as well. But secondly, like you, what you said around the small focused on family. You know, I think that's it, and it's and it's built. It's building something here. You know, it, it, it's it's built... This is a house now that's being built. I've got trust and I've got faith in James Cameron. And I talked a little bit about this when we were sort of chatting afterwards around how I want to see... You know, I, I want my Breaking Bad. I want a, a beginning, a middle and an end. I want it to be... Th- the, you know, I want James Cameron to have to know how it's going to end. It's very interesting that you just, that, that you just said... Um... 
you know, trusted James Cameron and stuff like that. Because I feel like that's what we've all been guilty of, isn't it? Everyone's totally. been kind of... Totally. Everyone's been kind of um, like, oh, it's... Is, is this gonna work an avatar sequel like more than a decade more like, than a, more than a decade later and then it came out and we all kind of went oh yeah because it's james cameron so why why wouldn't it be just exceptional well, 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 well right but it, and it's one of these things where you're kind of just like i'm, I'm at you know it, it, the bar why why was the bar so low but hey like fair, fair enough and you know but to your point on on the, it's just a focus on family i like this is the foundations of the house being built and yeah, i thank god think... thank god a fast and furious movie wasn't coming out i tell you what tell you that much because i mean talk about family you know yeah exactly but but i think james cameron knows how the roof is gonna look i think he knows what the chimney blocks are gonna yeah. look like you know i know he knows how it's gonna finish but i i, I just and i and I kind of, I've got faith again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah me and, too. And I'm excited, and I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, um, but the main reason that I thought, that I felt like now, first Avatar um, is going to be a prequel to the main story is because there were no mysteries really from the first Avatar. Not, not really. There were some things in the second movie that we watched that made made a mystery of things that started in the first okay. avatar for sure but all the questions i feel like we now have about the story and about the world and the lore and things like that i can't think of a single question that stems from avatar one all of my questions are now from the movie that we've just watched yeah yeah so yeah. so it's like so that's why i reckon it it is the first chapter yeah yeah and, that's clear and and the and the first Avatar movie is just, how did we get here? How did, what needed to happen for the world to be in the state? It's like, it's like the prologue at the start of Lord of the Rings, you know, with the mm. big, with the big Galadriel um, opening monologue, mm. where mm. she describes some cataclysmic events of stuff that frankly you're like, oh, wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind seeing that. She explains but, the entirety of the Hobbit trilogy absolutely um and none of it at the same time oh, and, and we're um, like kate you don't need to go into this she's like i know but i need to yeah absolutely. i need to explain all of the things but but the point but the point Bilbo. is, is it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like that's a separate story but it was necessary for that story to happen in order for us to tell the main story that we want to tell yeah so I, so um, but you need to so, watch it still because you're exactly, left behind if you don't exactly so i, I kind of theorize that in this james cameron pa pandora verse yep um which i feel slightly sick even calling it that i feel like now he's starting to tell the story he wants to tell in this world Fine. and the and the first movie was just creating the world yeah were any of them avatars let's look at the you know talking talking a little bit about the the titles because we'll get onto water and what way the water was in the end oh but very were, good were, were, were any of them avatars any we of them yeah because who's because them I, well just any of the characters really well well, I suppose uh, no. Jake wasn't an avatar, was he? No. See, see, what I'm oh, saying. Uh, so, no, Norm, the Norm? scientists, the the scientists oh, were there, yes. and they were avatars. <laughs> yes, very good. That famous. We'll, we'll we'll they'll keep it called Avatar for that dude there. What are you doing? You're flicking around your on your bloody. Um, I can hear loads of of things coming through. Apologies, everyone. Oh, um, sorry, so, so 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 so. Uh, 
yeah, let's talk a bit about water and the way that what water was. How, what, do, what did you what did you think about that? You know, the, the story as it continued on, because obviously, you know, we we had the return. We'll talk about the return of the villains um, on and how that came about, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, and it, incidentally, heard... that's the title for Avatar Three. Oh, what the, the villains are quite interesting. Re, 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 yeah, Return of the Villains. Return of the Villains, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but 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 what do you think of the, the the story and specifically all the water points of this? Well, I mean, first of first of all, I mean, if if we look back at Avatar One, there was a clear, clear kind of parable there where, and and it was a complaint among amongst a lot of the cinema goers that the movie was just a rehash of. Uh, well-trodden stories about colonialism dancing in wolf dancing, dancing, with, wolves. dancing with wolves and dancing po- in po- wolves pocahontas and pocahontas <laughs> yeah. spe- specifically yeah. and um you know the parables were there and it was a very clear message and even though in the sequel as as we've already said we've got a lot more investment in the kind of core characters of you know jake sully and his family um that that kind of real world message is still there because there was a lot to do with um you know ruining the oceans and whaling yeah yeah and yeah, yeah whaling and the impact of things like that and you know all, all it still had that kind of message mm. that that avatar one was trying to convey but just yeah, yeah. with better characters and stuff yeah 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 i felt like no no i i, I think so i i, I just and I and I specifically, I mean, I couldn't help thinking what. Well, one thing I was thinking was, I liked it how there was the sort of the um, the navy, the water navy, because I yeah. thought that they were, you know, the designs of them were very clever. I thought it was very creative, and it was kind of showing them with their their sort of thicker tails and the well, they were very you know, the different eyes, and yeah, they, they were very very different, like physically as well, weren't they? Yeah, exactly, and the bigger hands, and they almost had these kind of like weird, I guess, like dorsal forearm situations, which yeah, yeah. I thought were quite. Um, disturbing actually to look at but but i i thought they were great and and i what i really liked was and we got this specifically it really kind of showed its colors during the the sort of the cultural basis in which the water navi are based which is a kind of i, I guess a maori kind of um vibe almost that, that, yeah, that they kind of give off which i thought was which, which i thought was really great and really interesting and and i really respected that and i guess very like, moana what that, well very moana but what that did was it enabled you to uh, I, I guess, like, um, it, it enables you to theorize that, you know, there's different aspects to Pandora and actually who else is out there. And I couldn't help thinking for a large part, you know, it would have been quite cool. You know how we had the floating mountains? I, I think I would have quite liked it if there was sort of airborne navy, you know, the ones that are specifically designed for the air. So, so uh, yeah, I, I wanted there to be... Um, I was a little bit, yeah, gutted that there wasn't airborne ones. But it made me also think, I mean... You know, how cool would it be if there was sort of like Highland, you know, like Celtic style Navi sort of characters and all yeah, this sort yeah. of stuff. And, you yeah. know, I think that would be quite good. I also think, you know, you said something interesting there, which was the the Pandora Averse. What I think James Cameron has done is he's created a, a verse, right? And actually done it to yeah. the point where you know, this, you know, you, you could do everything. You could do a history of Pandora. You could do a prequel movie set thousands of years before that explains, you know, some things about this. You know, th- yeah. th- there's, there's the possibilities that this has done is endless. But by introducing the, the water elements to this, you 
you know, and, and you can tell that James Cameron embellishes the war. He's so he's such a fan of it. But I mean, my God, I thought it was so excellent. And some people wouldn't have liked that. You know, we were talking about does it need to be as long as it needs to be for three hours and ten? And I, and I I'm of the opinion it maybe could have been a little bit shorter. And a lot of people think the first thing you remove is all of the kind of over embellishment of the water and the creatures and the kind of different. But I would say that keep is exactly the same. I mean, I, I thought yeah, that was no, I thought it was I'd, really I'd interesting and. Um, some parts were a bit odd, but the 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 what's it called the teenage girl Navi when she came out of the water and I was a bit like, well, I didn't like that. Bit. That was a, I was a bit like, well, I don't, don't know about this. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's because all the romance. I was thinking this: the romance icons are now no longer our generation. Do you know what I mean? Our generation are the no, the next yeah. generation. So it's just a bit like well, this is how it must. Have. It's like, oh yes, let <laughs> let let the teenage daughter come out of the water, twirling her hair and. You know, giving the oh, eyes and all grief. that, and uh... but 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 I, I liked it. I, I and I and I think you know you mentioned the whaling sub backstory, and I thought it had its I had its moments. I I also really liked that the idea that you know the, the a, a lot of the technology was focused around, and, and they kind of dropped it in a little bit too late. The whole idea that you know th- there was a couple of different larger intentions that the sky people, the human, have for this because yeah. So, so I read an interesting comment. I think it was against um, it was something a Variety article or something like this online. And I read one of the interesting comments. And it was the top comment, which was, "Doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would you do a whole military mission around a revenge mission? Like, why would you send thousands of humans back there just to get revenge on one person?" And I'm like, "That's not what it was about, you fucking idiot." Like, it was. Yeah. Did they miss? Did, did they miss that the thing that told you that that's absolutely not it, it, what exactly, it was, and that they were there to find a new home because Earth was. Well, 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 no, I don't. But, but dead, I don't dead. think that's what they were there for. I think they were there for the short term gains was to get the fluid from the whales, of course, which is still a separate, you know, the 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 the, the, the what they call the elixir of life, as it were, the kind of yeah, the the commodity that they're ma- that, that they're so, mining. So there was that for, for capitalism. For capitalism. So there was that, but then there was also, and I think that's maybe a little bit on like shark fin soup, kind of like a you know how a lot of people, a lot of cultures believe that shark fin, yeah. you know, g- give the same sort of um, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's, they 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 give they give good things. <laughs> What's the I ran out of words. Things, health <laughs> and the banishment of banishment disease. disease. Exactly. So, so there was a little bit of that. So you had the you know sky people wanting the the brain fluid, as it were, which was collected in a particularly yep. disgusting way. Um, but the 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 baddie what who was trying to connect those, which I thought was excellent. He's actually an, a, a very sort of famous, or he was a previously famous Australian um, actor. I forget the name of the guy. Um, but but then there was the particularly disgusting scene where they drilled into the brain of the dead whale, which I was a bit like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, but then he got his comeuppance with his arm. I remember when his arm was pinned, and we were and both of us were like, "Oh God!" We both went, "Oh God!" <laughs> uh, so, uh, so no, no, it was great, and and I, and I thought I thought the character was really great. What do you think of what do you think of you know Jake Sully again? So Jake Sully being the the, the lead, and 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 um, you know Zoe Saldana's character, whom I don't remember. But do do you think that they were better, worse, the same? What was your thoughts on on those on those particularly? Well, I preferred Jake Sully in this movie to the yeah. first movie. One hundred. Because he's competent in this re- movie. <laughs> yeah, oh yes, there's a really great line in the first movie by. I'm gonna uh, tell it's not N- a great line just by the way that you're saying this sentence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah okay. okay, fine. But it's by Natiri's mum. You know the. Um, oh sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chief's wife, the. Uh, well, Zahik. Zahik. 
of the of the of, of the very village, good you know, the shaman and the healer and all that and she said packs the lunches and stuff uh, like that you, you you can't you can't teach she was basically trying to say that you can't teach the sky people and the way that she kind of expressed this was it's hard to fill a cup that's already full mm. Uh, which is really funny because she, he was the most empty cup empty, there yeah. was um, in 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 the in the first movie. He just kind of he, he kind of arrived and went along. He was like, "All right, okay, I'm here, and uh, suppose that I've got sympathy, and I'm just doing the thing mm. now." And it just sort of all happened to mm. to mm. him. And yeah, you didn't really feel like he was emotionally kind of invested yeah. or he, had any sort of responsibility he didn't go through whatsoever. the plot the plot went through him so exactly 100 yeah. whereas in this one you got right from right from the offset that he was a father yeah. but also the leader of the military forces yeah. and that sometimes he couldn't tell he couldn't tell the difference or behave in a different way between one and the other like some you know he treated his sons often like um squaddies mm. Uh, as mm, it were and yeah you, you and did you had, yeah you, you had some really poignant lines from Nateri basically saying you know this is your family this is not like a unit of yeah soldiers. yeah like, yeah you need to you need to sort it out and that conflict kind of went through the whole the whole movie mm. and um yeah just much much better characterization for the for, for mm. the lead i'd say yeah but one. not a huge amount was focused on him i mean whilst he was in this a lot the, the main focus of course was the the kids um yeah which Kids in movies, they used it used to be a very difficult thing to do, and very seldom did they get it right. Now I don't know what it is, but it's very easy, I think, for Hollywood to create good, relatable kids characters. And yeah. I I think that you know by having what, what there was like five, six main sort of kid characters in this, um, yeah, but interesting characters relatable you know you wanted to watch them and dare i say alex i kind of i sort of i thought back to my own childhood watching them and watching them grow and learn and develop and stuff okay. so i i i i kind of got lost a little bit in this movie a lot more like i did uh, than i did in the first one um and mm. I, I don't quite know how i did i mean i think that was because some of the it wasn't just james cameron writing i think actually i was, I was looking this up i'm gonna find out but i think it, it was a husband and wife who supported james cameron in writing some of this stuff i'm gonna just bring up their um their their names um was it amanda it was amanda silver uh, and Rick Jaffa, I think. I don't know if they're uh, they're the ones related, but they yeah, I think it was them because they did all the rise of the the dawn of the planet of the apes and stuff. So so oh, so yeah, oh, they yeah. Were great movies. Did you no? Watch but all I've heard they're very good, and I really liked. She also so supported good. on Jurassic World, which I really liked, and I thought Jurassic World did the the kids very well. So I think films where kids have been written very well. Um, you know, the, the, and she did she did a lot of support with some of the the, the Lego Jurassic stuff as well. Um. So, right. so you know, look, this is the sort of this is the the sort of stuff that we're, I I think is a really you know they're actually a team Rick Jaffa and Man Silver um they've almost done everything together actually their IMDb's are very similar which is quite interesting but but that made the kids good characters to watch and I I especially yeah. liked the the two brothers you know I've got a brother myself and I found it interesting and and fun to watch them kind of playing off each other a little bit um yeah, i thought yeah. the two little girls were also quite good but i mean i must admit i think you were probably not as convinced about um what's the what was the uh the one that bloody thingy played sigourney weaver played 
Uh, again, I can't remember any of their yeah. names. But, but, but <laughs> I can't remember do, any do you of their want, names. I think she's probably one it's worthwhile lingering on because I think the two... But you know, enough said. Brilliant, brilliant characters. Really good little story that they go on, and I think relatively, relatively yeah. transparent. In which I think is how it's going to end up. But let's talk a little bit about the Sigourney well, Weaver kid. Yeah. So, so she the the fact that she's being played by Sigourney Weaver and she's supposed to be like adolescent yeah. or or preteen, mm. you know, very very young, um, and the fact and she's getting played by Sigourney Weaver, I think to me suggests that. She's not Sigourney Weaver's daughter, mm, mm. as as the movie was basically trying to make us believe. But she is, in fact, Sigourney Weaver incarnate. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's fairly obvious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Um. So and and I think that a lot of the because she she goes through a moment where she's got like the a kind of epilepsy like condition yeah, yeah, when yeah. she when when she attaches herself to uh, the the tree of souls and stuff like that. And I and I think that that will be kind of symptoms of the fact that she used to be another person, and you know she was trying to connect to where she came from, or I don't know. No, something. I think I think that's something it. something unexplainable that we do that we won't know. And until I think the next you said movie, some, you said something interesting because you, I mean, yeah, I mean the whole reincarnation thing. I think is exactly what it is. You know, I think she is the reincarnation. It was an it was a a um, sexual birth almost was it i mean I, um, sadly yeah. we we missed a little bit of the bit at the start because there was people being very noisy in the cinema which was very oh do, do, yeah. do you know what i mean though do you know what i mean do you yeah, know yeah. what i mean yeah um, i do know what you mean i do know what you mean yeah bit of but, exactly so the music yeah let's talk the music let's talk the score or dare i say and i feel like this is a bit of a thing that i say quite often but the lack of score, Alex. Yeah, it's interesting. Did you know? Did you spot when when you look when you search this on whatever streaming platform you're using? Did you spot two different soundtracks? Well, I thought there was two, but I think the reason why. Hang on, I'm going to get them up because I did make a note of this. Okay, I good, think good. one of them. Well, one of them I think is the is, is it like is it not more the like the deluxe one, or the the Way of Water original. But then there was like a kind of the way of water. Is it crunch? I don't know what it was. It's is it the one with the the the, the original score? Well, I'm, get, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up, I'm getting up as well. Picture. I'm getting up as well. So one of them's called original motion picture soundtrack, and then the other one's called original score, and the other one's called original score. So my question is, what the fuck? Because usually when there's when there's two different things like that, it's usually when there's a a movie with a lot of songs in play. Right? Yeah, a la Guardians of the Galaxy or mm. name a James Gunn movie. Um, yeah, yeah, you know stuff like stuff like that. And you've got the soundtrack, which typically has all your songs and stuff on it. And then you've got the original score, which nobody listens to, which has all the other background stuff that don't yeah, quite yeah, get, yeah. A, don't quite as big a feature. But I listened to the original soundtrack. And then I listened to half of the original score before coming to the conclusion that apart from the first track of the soundtrack, yeah. they're exactly the fucking same. Well, Except they, they that are they're the not same. because they've the, got the orders of it different. Yeah. And also you've got like the, the you know, you've got the kind of the, the song with the weekend, which I thought was very good. Um, yeah, I was, I was a bit mad on that. I could take or leave that song, to be honest. Okay. 
I've I've enjoyed I've been enjoying these sort of more of these sort of modern artists doing songs with films. I really like the the Rihanna one that we did. Um, yeah, we talked about good. with the with the the Wakanda Forever. I thought it was a nice song. Yeah. Um, no, but 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 yeah, to your point, I, I think this is one is just. I I wonder if for licensing or for whatever reason the weekend. Uh, you know, do, doing the whole thing with the weekend was a you need a separate album for. I don't know. I don't. Know. I would imagine legal things, Alex. You don't, I don't want us to get. A, I don't want this podcast tied up in another legal battle but like we just, were last time. It's just so. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why there is there. There are two albums for the, mm. for the same for the same music, and yet mm. for for example, Star Wars. I am. We are still waiting. If you try and find Star Wars music on any streaming platform, you will get like the basic twelve to fifteen track versions of all the movies. Whereas I remember back in the day, I used to have extended versions of the original trilogy. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And they were like three discs long, and they were bloody epic, and they just don't exist. I don't know where mm. they are. I, 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 you know, I used to think that maybe um, they were waiting for an excuse to like do a re-release and stuff like that. But I'm like, D- take them out. Just, just you know, bring them out. It's fine. So, well, and, and it, it was confusing it. I mean, because you. Well, and the reason why is because one of my favorite tracks is "Binary Sunset." You, you, yeah. there, that doesn't exist anywhere. I know. It's <laughs> that's not, not a. <laughs> Where's like, binary? The probably the best piece of Star Wars music ever created. It's yeah, gone, and by, and by extension, one of the most iconic pieces of music in the whole of cinema. Yeah, exactly. Just not there. It's great. No, sorry, it's not there. Sorry. Like, and I and I and I like the track. I mean, binary sunset is if i was in a band i'd call it binary sunset that's a cool name for a band a bit, do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. it's absolutely or, or, or a boat yeah. bands are boats everyone's got to have a band name up their sleeve yeah. and a boat name up their sleeve the, the battle of endor suite in return of the jedi is not there the battle that's of not Hoth a good name suite. for a boat <laughs> that's a very good name for a band though i'll name a yeah, band yeah. that battle of the endor battle of, of endor battle of hoth jesus yeah, yeah. but anywho but, the selling point i feel like um the way of water has going for it is the sound world yeah oh yeah totally which totally and i I was finding myself getting really really immersed in 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 the sound world and i did i did crack this on on the big on the on the big um uh new new speaker setup very nice that i've gone from my home and Oh, it's wonderful it's it's really really great well because i think in the first one there was quite a lot of criticism that a lot of the creatures were just copy and paste insert a dinosaur sound from jurassic park oh, etc eternal <laughs> modulations like there was a, it was a it was a sort of um a big talking point for the first one this one was dare i say i mean not too dissimilar but there was a lot more i mean the whale sounds and the whale song and stuff i mean it was it was very it it, it, it you needed to put in real whale sounds noises some you know a symphony of of of, yeah. of a pod of whales doing its thing to help you understand the emotion in which you're designed to understand whilst you're watching the whaling sequences and yeah stuff. no and I you're think totally that, right and they were and they were placed and they were recorded and mixed in, in such a way that it really added to uh the story and the emotions that were being tied up in the scene but i think when i was saying soundscape i was really i was really think i was really talking about the orchestrations of the actual music if we uh, keep it on the music because oh okay okay, um, okay and i think that we've got a lot to thank uh the late great james horner for right um, yeah, yeah, yeah for for that as well because obviously a lot of these harmonies and melodies and stuff were given to us in the first avatar movie anyway like it like the the home tree 
music that you had yeah. in, in the yeah, in, yeah. in the first movie made its way into this music but was sort of changed to then um be a motif for sully's family sure sure and, yeah, you yeah. Know, so you you've got all of those kind of extended ideas tied up in that and i really i i really liked the through line of how those things came from the first movies and and then developed in in the second movie i thought that was really really good but again you're you're saying okay functionally there's a lot of really good things happening um in a, in a marriage of music and movie but the actual music itself you're like well yeah, okay yeah i i think so and i wonder to what extent you know the the, the really this is a priority for james cameron do you know i i, I wondered this is a des- this was a design, right? Yeah. You know, you if you are creating, we talk of Star Wars, we talk of you know things like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings is great examples where characters it's essential for characters to have motifs. Yeah. Now, I if if there was a sort of a prioritization table that James Cameron created for this, the must haves, the should haves, the you know the would the could haves and the would not haves are the things that it won't have. You know, jeez, oh, jeez, think- Cam, it's almost it sounds like you're it sounds like you're planning a wedding or something. I, I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> have you had this yeah. conversation before? But yeah, very much. But 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 if you if you were to have that if you were to have that review if you were to put yourself in James Cameron's mind, I guess the question I have to ask myself is, and I ask myself this quite a lot when I watch these larger big blockbuster movies is where does the music and the score fit into the director's vision of this yeah was 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 having a, a fully considered score with intricate motifs that married and danced together that wove in and out that continued the story and enabled you to empathize with the decisions and and the you know and and the the sort of the thought process of all the characters you know creating that um, industrial industrial level heart pulling score that we all know and we've seen from amazing films yeah. is that a must have for James Cameron's movies specifically avatar yeah well i i think it is because there have been some really really notable scores for James Cameron movies yep yep titanic to say that yeah, uh, yeah yeah like at the very least kind of stops that conversation right there terminator yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and the sound world that it creates terminator absolutely is one it's iconic to the franchise and also it really helps sell those kind of uh and judgment day is just one of the best films ever it really really is no but i I I think the music of avatar is really um focused on not narrating but just like painting this watercolor of a, of a, right. of, a, of a world and i think when you've got those kind of sweeping vistas of music as it were it 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 doesn't penetrate you as much as you know when you say lord when you say lord of the rings or something for for example when 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 aragorn is looking noble and you get his gondor trump uh, horn themes coming on you can trumpet uh, horn the, uh, yeah tr- gondor trumpets no the gondor kind of horn theme just like in in the distance and you're really feeling that moment in the character yeah yeah you're yeah. right the, it's not a priority for the characters in this Avatar series to have those kind of uh, narrations going alongside them, but it is very, very important for painting the world. Yeah. For Pandora. I, I, and, I, and I think that's fair. I I must admit, my scepticism comes in when 
I, 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 my personal opinion of this is that they are uh, nice to have. You know, they're, they're, they're a could have in this movie. I think you need to have a score for this. But if you were constructing, if you were genuinely focused on constructing uh, a world in which the characters, you know, grow, progress, pass on lessons learned and stuff, and you wanted a, a quick cheat, you would you would lean into the music more. You you would you would en- enable the music to provide your potentially lackluster world of story. And and I just think that this isn't just an avatar thing. This is a general as a rule of thumb. I. I, I and 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 hey, maybe here. I guess the question is to you. Maybe I'm. Maybe this is maybe showing my naivety. So so my consideration is, I think movies, sh- bigger movies, should be doing a better job of creating motifs and characters. But my question to you is, mm-hmm. as a musician, is is it when it is done so effortlessly by Howard Shore, is it a classic example of? It's they make it look so easy. It's a very difficult thing to do when you're composing and scoring a movie. Now I don't know if you know the answer to that, but well, do you see the question I'm trying to ask? I think like, I think Howard Shore is not the best example. I think the best example would be John would be John Williams because he has done it consistently and he does yeah, do yeah. it for like literally every single outing. Whereas Howard Shore, I, I think maybe slightly unfairly, but yeah. quite it's sort of the reality. His magnum opus is the Lord of the Rings, and yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. much he has done has come. Okay, or, or, or Giacchino. I mean, Giacchino is also quite good at doing this as well. I'm a huge fan of his, and um, I am rewatching Lost as well. Which, and my goodness, the, the music is actually the thing that keeps it <laughs> tight in some <laughs> okay, places. Fine, fine. We're not getting into this conversation. Oh now. yeah, fine. But but, yeah, but, yeah. but 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 you know, I, I guess it's not quite, an easy quite... win. It's not. Okay. It's not an easy. No, no, no. I think I think it's an easy. I think I think it's an easy win. But is it easy to do? Is the question? No. Is it easy to do? No. Okay. No, I think I. I really think I. Composition is one of these things. It, it. It's not something that I've got in my toolkit whatsoever. Composition. I don't. I don't. Mm. I don't get. I don't get it. I don't have a talent for it. It's. Um. As much as like you know, if you, it's 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 kind of like. If you could be anything else, what you'd be, and some and some people might say an astronaut or a race car driver or something like that. You, yeah. you know, one of those things that you know that you're never gonna you're never gonna be and never gonna do, but you'll say it anyway. I, yeah. I think film score composer would probably be up there up up there for me, and that is something that I know I do not have the tools for, but right, would be right. but would be really really cool. Um, I see. Okay. But honestly, I'm in absolute awe of some of the scores that just narrate these things so so well and and i've said it before it really it really comes from you know the world of classical opera and things like that just how well the music and the visual are 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 married yeah yeah in in that way and yeah it's certainly not an easy thing to pull off and that's why there's so few examples of it of of it being done that well there's only really a few every every year but but what i will tack on to that point is that not every movie sets out to do it to do it well and, that, and, that, and that's the thing and, and i guess that's the, and that's really the crux of what i'm trying to say is 
with a, with a film thing like Avatar, is, is that a must-have for you? Did he did he set it to do it? So he's made a decision not to go ahead with that. P- perfectly capable to do it. Yeah, he's got he's got all the tools and able to do this. I guess I I guess with, with a story that you want to try and build the characters and and you want to continue these characters on so much, why wouldn't you set those conditions early on? Well, I think to answer your question, not for me. I, I yeah. I'm I think I'm recognizing what they're trying to do with the score of this movie in that, you know, as I going back to what I was saying about painting a picture of Pandora and, uh, and in, in this movie in particular, you had wonderful tracks such as pulling it up on Apple music. Well, in, into the water as well. Oh, into exactly. the water. Yeah, yeah. Was amazing into the water. One. It adds to the, the, the wonder and beauty of the ocean. And yep. I think and I think now that we've got this really tight kind of unit of characters that we're now kind of invested in, yeah, I think do. the I think the music is really helping us keep us tethered to the kind of um, the world morality and um, bigger picture scope of what James Cameron is actually trying to say with these movies, which are a lot of environmental things and and stuff like that. So. I think functionally, if that is deliberate, what it's trying to do, I think it's doing it very, very well. And yeah. I, I don't think that the story and the characters are being hurt from it I would, I would doing that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, fair, yeah. I, I don't know. I, so, so here, like, I guess, like, let me come at this conversation from a different way. I, I think for the world's, so some of the biggest movie, the biggest money-making franchise of all time, I expect more from the music. Right. I just do. Yeah. I just do. You know, and, and I think I expect more from the music in the same way that if you look at the Avengers series, yes. whilst whilst we don't get... I mean, I, I must admit, I think the, the, the overall collage of scores throughout the MCU, if you pull it all together into one score, one, one you know, the, the greatest hits, as it were... That's some fucking greatest hits. Do you, do you know what I mean? And I think that well, you're going to get the some... MCU. Yeah, if you were to collaborate everything, and you know, I guess just like comparing light for light for finances, etc. You know, the, the some of the some of the big movies, your end games, your Infinity Wars. You know, some of the scores that they that they pay homage to, and that you know, all, all the music that that continue throughout there. I just, I, I expect more from Avatar series, and I and I want to. I will see the next one. I'm looking forward to the next one actually, but I expect the next one to. Cre- I, I, th- I think just create something that I want to leave. I think if I can't leave a, a film of that gravity, if I can't leave it with an earworm, with it, you know, with it, with a main theme. I mean, I couldn't tell you what the main theme is. I couldn't tell you what the main scores are. I couldn't tell you what the, you know, I couldn't remember. I couldn't hum it. But, you know, some of the other larger blockbuster movies in which, you know, Avatar, you know, muscles into. Yeah. You know, I, I could, and I think that the memorability of that, dare I say from someone who's a layman, like that's important to me and, and I can't remember those. Sure. And so I don't think it's as good as it could as it could be. And I think, so the, I go back to the must have, should have, could have. That's a decision that he's made. That isn't a mistake. You know, I think James Cameron has made the decision not to include a score that you do hum and you do think of when you're in the bus or when you're, you know, you're walking to wherever it is you're walking to. And this is just my opinion. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is one. People are going, no, what the fuck? You should listen to this track. But well, I, I can think of a, I can think of a, I can think of a couple of themes, but certainly not um, the, the the kind of quantity 
the yeah. the that you're talking about here but i think i i do disagree with the you could have done that you could have done this if you wanted to because oh you think no you think i that you no. couldn't have built that in no 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 i really no i really don't think i i think i i think um the, the filmmaker and composer got and made exactly what they wanted to make right it's not i don't think it's a case of like oh, well, oh no, you no, I, I, I think you're right no you're yeah. right that did happen but it's, I guess maybe it's down to the priorities. It wasn't on the priority list high enough to have a score. You know, I think some movies are designed, if you take Matt Reeves, you know, Matt Reeves talks about how essential the score was going to be to create the vibe of his version of Batman. Yeah. He, he you know, that was so high up on the list and he and Giacchino worked incredibly hard to create that. Yeah. Another one that I was listening to, I forget the name of the composer, we talked about The Green Knight and how basically like that was a vital part of that music. And The Northman recently with, um, you know, the A24 movies that we saw, like these are movies that they were kind of went, it, the, the, one of the foundations of this house, and I keep using the analogy, is the music. I just yeah, feel yeah. the foundation of this house for Avatar isn't in the, in the music in that world. And that's okay. Yeah. I just, someone who you know you know in our spare time reviews scores of movies yeah i don't think this is as, as good because it's designed that way that, that's yeah, what possibly. i'm trying to say maybe yeah well i mean i think i think possibly well i think very probably we're gonna get similar sort of um balanced scales in in all the future outings of the avatar movies as sure. well yeah i yeah. don't think we'll be going into any of the future avatar movies going oh one i wonder if they'll um do something different with the music this time no i right. think exactly I think yeah. the, the sound the sound world has been painted yeah and that's yeah, yeah. what we've got for the franchise i think going forward which yeah, that's I, I, which i'm absolutely fine with it i don't think i need every 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 movie to have you know one of one of those scores because no and that's a good point yeah. you exactly right i don't need every movie to have one of these scores i definitely don't but avatar is challenging every single movie to a fight yeah in trying do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and if it's gonna be and if it's gonna do that you 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 know i think how memorable you know and it goes back to it goes back to the point i made at the start rewatchability is essential for a movie you know i watch sometimes watch a rewatch a movie for specific scenes specific moments because i loved it so much and you bet your bottom dollar those specific scenes here's an example right i watched the map room of map room at uh, the map room sequence in in temple of um fucking raiders raiders of lost art recently again now i mean you've only you've only named one of the greatest kind of like marriages of Music and movies. Do, 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 do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Now, now, if you are telling me that Avatar is one of the greatest movies of all time or the highest grossing movies of all time, where is your Map Room at Dawn sequence? Where is the sequence in which the music just goes, I've got you guys. Yeah, yeah. This is the way of the water. This is yeah. Pandora. Sure, and, sure. And, and, and I think that for a movie at the scale that Avatar is, the technical achievement is and stuff, it needs to have those moments. Right. In it. it needs to have those things because you bring them back. It's designed not to have them. I I think doing it deliberately is fine, but I just yeah, that's my. Th- yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm nailing this point to death. <laughs> I'm trying to justify my one thumb up here, Alex. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. Is that where we're at? I think so. I think. I think. That, I mean, I don't know what, if you've got anything else to add or anything else to say about the film or. No, I absolutely don't. I mean, I, I for me, I would say two thumbs up. Frank, okay. frankly just th- just just because i i love the wa- i love the watercolor 
you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, I, and that's that's okay. And that's okay. And I, and I think I can understand why you've given it two thumbs up. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I think I think that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Two th- no, two thumbs up. I, I had a great time with this. Movie, I, I really like this film. I yeah, really, I really like really this movie. It. And as you said, right up top, it's like, oh, now we're invested and excited yeah. about the next chapter. And yeah, how exactly. mad is that? That that we have we've all come out come out of the cinema feeling that way yeah from a sequel to a movie that was released 13 years ago yeah that's exactly. pretty mad yeah. actually yeah yeah but yeah. i respect it i respect it i indeed. respect it i respect you james cameron forward yep let's go now we've got a fun list of things to go through i'm gonna be like billy joel here telling about all the things that we didn't start the fire about um so um i'm just gonna go through them all up top oh, and then i'll probably miss some of that so we're, so we've got 50 cent and tv show glass onions is gonna be there um if these walls could sing evil dead to kaleidoscope renfield aquafina's in that our flags mean death jeremy renner's under a snow truck amsterdam pale blue eye megan's in a horror that's all the things that i wanted to talk through if i missed anything uh, no i don't think you missed it and you missed anything but that la- but that's what were you ta- were, were you talking about megan markle no not megan Ma- oh, i'm not okay. i'm, d- I'm d- sorry <laughs> so, i'm so sorry alex if i had to i feel like i have to bait this there can i tell you there's one family in the uk that i don't care about there's a very specific family in the UK oh, that if I see one more article about, I'm going to throw my phone into oncoming traffic. <laughs> I, I cannot <laughs> for the life of me. I've ne- I don't know what's happened right now. Is there a new series of The Crown coming? Oh. I don't know what's going on. Well, it's too. M- I mean, obviously the book and everything. I know it's the publicist's oh, you dream. Know, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's exhausting, yeah. isn't it? Just spinning the wheels. I can't believe it. Do you know what? There's a small part of me. I've got a brother. And there's a small part of me that I would love to think that this is all going on, but secretly they're just best mates and they play Xbox together (laughs) and they chat and they go, hey, why don't we we pretend we're fighting again? Yeah, let's do it. Do you know what I mean? I just, I love the idea. Obviously, it's probably not what's happened. They'll probably fucking hate each other's guts. But like, I would love it if that was the case. If they were, if we were, ah. Anyway, yeah. I that's not part of moving forward. No, the no, Megan's the horror one was the was the new um the, the the new horror one that coming out with the with the the robot girl. Oh right, have you okay. seen this one? It's kind of like Chucky, it's but like the modern Chucky. day Chucky. Okay, yeah, fine. have you seen the trailers for this one? No, I've not. It's in the cinema right now. It looks pretty good. Um, I saw an article on it recently about how it was turning over about three hundred thousand, which I think is quite good for a horror movie. Is but it? I don't know how much it cost. I tell you, I guess it, I think it costs uh, a fair bit. Um, it's it it basically scares up three hundred three hundred um. 
that, that can't be right. It says 300 million here. I think it's it's not quite as much as that. But hey, look, I, I thought it was... No, it probably is about 300 million, sorry, not 300,000. Um, pretty big difference. There is a big difference. Yeah, pardon, sorry. I meant 300, 300 million. So, you know, Stellar 3.2 million opening in North America okay. um, for this for this new uh, Megan horror movie. But I guess that's a good time of year to release a movie because I've not got anything else going on. Do you have anything else that's going on right now, <laughs> No, really, very much not. Although I do, I really want to go and see Babylon. Oh yes, exactly. I really yeah, yeah, yeah. want to go and see Babylon because that, I, and I want to, and I want to see it before Oscar season properly kicks off. Okay, yeah, exactly. I think. It, would you think that I'll be up for some of the Oscars? I've heard. I've heard that it very much might be. Oh goodness so, gracious! And, me. and I want to feel. There's been way too many years in recent memory where, specifically, the ones where we've published a movie watching podcast where we've both got where we've both gotten to the oscars and we've both kind of gone have you seen have you seen many no, this is the have year you, alex have you this seen is many, the year alex have you this seen is the many, year have you seen many of these no i've not seen any of these did you alex, even hear about this, that one no i've never even nope. fucking heard of it <laughs> alex this is the year this is the fucking year well, we're just gonna what, be on it we're just gonna we're gonna we're, we're, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna accept failure this year we're gonna watch some of the most insufferable tripe that we've ever seen for for bait we're gonna do it alex <laughs> We're going to do it. So, oh, it's bad, isn't it? Um, the other, there's a lot of gothy things. So that Megan thing. Have you seen Wednesday as well? Wednesday Adams no, Family not. Sequel? Apparently it's very good. No, I've um, heard really good things as well. And um, the, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of good things from people that haven't watched The Adams Family, which kind of says that it's probably pretty good. Because I've... It, it's, yeah. it's a very Gen Z TV series, as it were, Alex. Oh. Uh, they're reeling in. The TikToks are going mental with uh, the dance. She did a dance in it, oh. and uh, yeah, all the dances. I, you're kind of turning me off. It, I'll be honest. And there's a there's a remix of Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga, which I think is not too bad, or it's a it's a sort of technical thing. But that's a good song. I liked. Uh, Lady Gaga is quite good, actually. Oh, um, it has been said that going she on, is going on going going on record. She's indeed here. very quite, good. Quite good. So 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 yes, the Wednesday uh, is is going quite well apparently, and well, maybe I don't want to see it now because since you've TikTok since you've been revival. saying it's Gen Z and TikToky, maybe I don't want to see it. Cause, well, I don't you know. know. I've not seen it, Alex. I'm too old all for I've that seen now. is this. No, I know. I know. I know. It's, it's it was one of those um, sort of. I've seen a little bit about it, and I'm like, oh goodness, that's what it's making me feel. Um, so look, let's move on because I've got to talk about a few different things. The first one I want to just talk, review on. We're, we made the decision not to do an episode on this, but I do want to talk yes. about Gla- Glass Onion. Um, did you? Did you? What did you think of Glass Onion? I really liked it. Did you sit down with the whole family and watch it? It's yeah, it was a whole yeah. family. A lot and of families probably did watch it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I, well, I mean, it was. I think it was deliberately released for that reason. What I'll say is, I I really really liked it. Everyone mm. else was very meh. They were like, "That was fun. That was enjoyable, but really wasn't very good, was it?" Yeah. I was like, really? I thought it was really good. I I think it was. I think some of it was very good and some of it was very clever. I think some of it was just very, it existed. And I I wonder how much of it Ryan Johnson had a chance to really, I get the impression that it wasn't completely Ryan Johnson at the helm. I think there were some parts of it where Netflix stepped in a little bit. Uh, I don't okay. know about you. Do you know what I mean? I, I just, I felt it was, it was very Ryan Johnson-y. I thought the characters were excellent and I specifically loved Edward Norton. I thought, he, oh, he was he just... was having such a laugh wasn't he but but the reason that i liked <laughs> edward norton so much in this is because he was i mean a complete parody on elon musk right but yeah. but like and it was a classic example of just you know because 
you know, controversial thought. Elon Musk is a fucking idiot. Like, he yeah. is a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ima- imagine... I, I'm not going to get into this one, but the, 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 the idiot that that human is. And, and like, he, he was just... He, you know, the amount of angel investors that throw a whole lot of money into whole different things, you know, not creating anything for themselves, but actually putting money in backing, etc., making loads of money off apartheid. Yeah, I've said it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like that's the sort of shit that it's kind of like gr- great. That's fine, but don't do this weird thing where you think that you're actually clever. Don't yeah, do yeah, that yeah. weird thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I and you know, look, the the, the thing that I want to talk about specifically that I think Glass Onion does well to address is the the faux pas in considering that disruptive innovation that this guy was trying to be. He was trying to emulate real, real disruption and stuff. And you saw this because they had things like The Innovator's Dilemma, which is a really great book. You saw it in the background, you know, which was which was actually written by, you know, Clayton Christensen and and some some amazing innovators and stuff of their right. time, you know, Harvard Harvard Business School stuff. But it was done in such a tongue-in-cheek way that the the, the true disruptors or the people who understand disruption natures never in themselves can consider themselves to be hugely like intelligent people they recognize that they are you know rolling the dice playing the game and stuff and i think in creating edward norton's character you you basically went imagine elon musk but even worse and that's what you and that's what you got and i and i just i loved it i thought it was so clever i thought it was so creative and and i him alone just made me beam from ear to ear because i was yeah. like it's this this fucking guy is what's prob- yeah, the problem yeah, yeah, yeah. with our fucking world right now no, absolutely. it's these people absolutely no i and i thought that aspect of it was really so good bad. i think where it if it falls down or yep. if it if it fell down i think it's nowhere near as human and relatable uh a set of characters or a story as the first yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. but but only for the reason not because it wasn't as well written or not because uh, it wasn't as well made but literally just because there's only so much we can kind of empathize with these types of scumbags yeah exactly Do you know yeah, what i yeah. mean like the, the cast of characters in the first movie were also all in their own ways deeply flawed in- individuals right, right. but you, you seemed to kind of get them maybe a little bit more whereas yeah. this group of characters were like you're just all examples of real people that we all hate yeah exactly like, and, and really I, hate and we it was really hard to get on board with anyone and i don't think in it in it at all and i don't think benoit blanc was the same benoit blanc from the first film either there was a lot of difference in the character i felt do you know what okay. i mean i think i think that he wasn't quite I, I must admit i did quite enjoy it now i had a, i found a really interesting little easter egg um in that you know uh so so obviously we had like soda uh, steven sodaheim and is it Soda? i can't pronounce it is it steven sodaheim sondheim steven sondheim Son, Son, sondheim um and uh who's the the really famous composer um violinist who was in this there was a lot of famous composers and violinists is what i was trying to say in the sequence when he was playing among us you know in the bath all right um, and on the, angela on the lansbury call. was there Ange- angela lansbury oh are you talking about yo yo ma yo 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 ma yeah that's He's a it, cellist exactly. mate cellist i thought okay but okay so you know what i mean the the, the string instrument all right yeah same thing yeah it's, yeah it's same only, same only same the same basically cellist ever but you know but, it's but, fine don't worry but, about it. but what was interesting was you also had um natasha leon natasha leon playing you know from russian doll and, and yeah, american yeah. pie and stuff. but what's interesting is she has got a series coming out called poker face 
um, which is coming out at, at sort of the end of January, where you know she's called Charlie Kale and she has an extraordinary ability to determine whether someone is lying. So it's about like bluffing and seeing if someone bluffs and stuff. I wonder if there's a crossover between her character and this and Benoit Blanc. Uh, like okay. I wonder if there's a creation. So I saw her and I was like, huh, she's not in there for no reason. Well, and that can't be out, right though because she's because she's her. I, 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 I know, call. I know, I know she's her. I know. I did think that. I did break it a little bit. But I did. I wonder if they can retcon that. It's the sort of thing that you would imagine they would do. Yeah, maybe, um, yeah. But no, it's great. I mean, the other film that was quite some. I don't know if you've seen the menu recently. The one that the Ralph Fiennes one that's well, just come out. That's just dropped on dropped Disney, Disney Plus, Plus because yeah. I missed it in the cinema. But I had yeah. been told by a lot of people to watch it. Well, we watched it. Was a really good time. We we watched it not last night, the night before. It was good. It was good, right? Like, and uh, again, you know, a group of scumbags going to a, a secluded island and some skullduggery taking place on the island. Very yeah. similar kind of premise. A, a, a bit of a darker vibe, certainly. Yeah. Um, much darker vibe, actually. But uh, good, good, yeah. good film. Ralph Fiennes is excellent. Th- there has been a host of movies coming out. I mean, these t- these two in particular, and there, I think there was there was another one that came out very recently that I, I forget the name of. I, I listened to a review on another podcast that i listen to but it's basically there's like basically saying there's a lot of movies coming out where it, it, the, the whole premise of it oh rich people are actually bad funnily enough yeah yeah exactly <laughs> do, yeah, you know yeah. what, do you know what i mean and it's like yeah. oh, there's only so much of that you can kind of relate to so so other things that are sort of going on at the moment and it films that have just come out i mean amsterdam did you see amsterdam no i didn't uh, it's quite good actually it, it, you need to really focus on it but i thought like the, the 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 writing is very good. Christian Bale is outstanding in it. In fact, um, again, I wonder if there's maybe Oscar worthiness in that performance. It was it was bloody good actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you what we what we started watching yesterday. First, only one episode in, but already big big win. The bear. Oh, I saw, I saw the bear. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it came out. Incredible! It's an incredible TV series. The bear. I think that one's going to do pretty well. Um, it doesn't get Oscars, does it? They don't do TV shows, but I'm, I think it's already uh, won quite a few Emmys. Emmys. Yeah, I think it won Emmys? quite a few. Yeah. Emmys. But but uh, amazing TV, amazing TV series. Really, and I think the characters, the, the dude who's in Endor, who's in um, I forget the name of the the actor. And plays the sort of this uh, Andor, not Endor. The, that would be a good TV series. Just yeah. that, they should and, do that. And, they should Andor do Andor. on Endor. Andor on Endor. Um, God, why why didn't we come up with that one when this thing came out? <laughs> An episode of Endor. Um, but but the guy who who is in Andor, who plays the brother, the scumbag brother in the bear. I forget the name yeah. of the actor. I can't remember. Cousin, I think, as well. Cousin, cousin yeah. bloody good, fucking good. Yeah, and yeah. his and his character is so good in it no no, oh, no you're I'm, in for I'm, a treat i'm, I'm absolutely hooked just based on the first episode but it's definitely seems like i don't know how you watched it but i i suspect it's definitely going to be a one at a time um yeah type thing type thing for us because that uh, maybe it's just the it's first chaotic. episode that was like this but it was just presented in such a chaotic way yeah it's designed um, to do that it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's and i quite like shows that do that you know these shows that are kind of like quite stressful and quite high anxiety and stuff and it's interesting you know i was learning um in fact and you'll notice right like tv shows it doesn't do this in the bear but i think there's a there's a specific art form that taps into you know the, the, the creators tap into by creating chaos on the screen another example right. of this is you know how you know how sherlock sort of pioneered a lot of that the text appear on the screen so you oh, can yeah, see a conversation yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you watch um you know when they put in uh phones ringing on in, in thing and, and the kind of the facetime you know or they, they do the do 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 right. do 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 you know all these things they're designed to kind of like 
irk you a little bit because there's right, nothing worse okay. than you watching a TV and the phone goes, you know what I mean? Uh, or someone's yeah, yeah, calling right. and, it, yeah, and yeah. it comes up on the screen and it, and it kind of is an interesting psychology to it. And I think the bear... Does, whilst it doesn't do that, it does a lot of other little techniques, you know, the shaky camera, the shouting, the kind of crosstalk, all of this sort of stuff yeah, that yeah. I think is very good and it taps into quite a sort of, uh, a, you know, a ch- you, 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 I, I feel like a bit of a child when I watch it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just mm, listening. Yeah, yeah. It's like the adults are all talking. Um, no, it's good. That's, it's really good. Cool. We're making our way through these. We've done out. Uh, the other thing I was going to say on Amsterdam, uh, which was the, the Christian Bale's Christian Bale's got another movie coming out, which I think is the Oscar bait movie, which is him and Harry Melling in Pale Blue Eye. Right. Okay. Which is the one that I think it's the it's a story based on Ad, um, Edgar Allan Poe and and um, and his sort of life. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've seen a little bit about it. I think it's just come to Netflix, though. It looks quite good. Might be watching that one this evening. Um, so I'll let you know. Fun. Um. I talked about a documentary series a while ago, Alex, Ooh. that was coming out that has just dropped um, on Disney Plus, and I was quick to start it. I've not finished it yet, um, which is called um, "If These Walls Could Sing." Ah, is this the Abbey Road one? This is the one on Abbey Road. Ah, very Fas- good. Fascinating stuff, mate. And I know that you, you know, and, and I think LM's obviously played there, right? Like, um, but but a fascinating look, and and it's one of these things where. I'm very content that I will never be a professional musician or play music or whatever. And I, and I, and I, you know, dare I say, maybe there was a door at one point. I don't think it was particularly held open that long for me, but I'm very <laughs> comfortable in the fact that, you know, music is just a passion of mine as opposed to having the stress and stuff. So I watch something like this and I'm just in utter awe of how, you know, this ballad to the infrastructure, the bricks and mortar that so much has come through and, and, specific parts in it that kind of blew me away i, I didn't realize that it was um elgar that basically in 31 that kind of bought over the townhouse yeah um so he bought it apparently it was a nine bedroom townhouse that he built and then opened the back to so that they could put in the you know the large the the, the sort of the main um studio where where obviously you've got like orchestras going in there and playing um f- find that really interesting obviously they've got the blue 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 plaque outside for elgar yeah um but then just just interesting some of the you know like learning about just even some of the earlier stuff before the beatles went in there and performed some of the amazing um composers and stuff one that blew me away which i never thought i would be so amazing to watch is um some of the stuff by dirty like Scylla black you know you forget that she was like a liverpudlian trying to bring liver you know liverpool music there and there was some they were showing some really i was quite touched by watching some of her old because they've got quite a lot of good archival footage of her and yeah, Bert, yeah. Bert Bacharach composing together in there and it's really interesting to watch like it's quite charming and then obviously you've got you know you've got Elton John who talks a huge amount about being a session musician in there yeah. and Ringo Starr and Paul, Paul McCartney looks brilliant as well for his yeah, age so yeah. does Ringo Starr um you know, and you've got um, Robert uh, Jimmy Page as well comes in and does a little bit there, which which wow. I think was so. So I mean, you've got uh, John Williams is a huge talking head and talks a lot about his favorite memories in in composing in there and stuff. Like for oh, for yeah. you and I, I mean, it's your dream documentary. I think you and Ilhem, oh, Il- no, you, you guys will dine dine out on that documentary. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely fantastic. I might, suggest, I might suggest that tonight to be honest. Just sit and watch it, please. Sit and watch it. I think you'll get so much out of it. They've even got um, how long is it? It's about an hour and a half, I think. Who was the chap who did the who played the cello for um for Megan and Harry's 
Oh, something, Sheku. something Sheku, Sheku, Sheku Mason, Mason, yeah. Mason, yeah. He he he's brought in. He seems like a really interesting guy. Oh, and he's he, lovely. Have you have you met him before? Yeah, have you? yeah, I know oh, him quite well. He, he so there's a full thing on him. All he wants and, to talk about is football. It's really funny. Oh, really interesting. Yeah. Well, well, but but there's, he he comes across so lovely in the documentary, and he talks about I forget I don't know the name of the artist, but he's emulating a famous artist who composed there, and he did a re rerun of it, and it's got him. He looks he looks excellent. Like he's someone who I'm kind of just like, oh, I, I'd want to watch more of him and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so that's so it's a good documentary. Good documentary. Um, other stuff that's going on right now. So we talked a little bit about Netflix's little um, creation, which you haven't started yet, which is Kaleidoscope. Yeah, we're really we're really looking forward to watching that. And actually, we're um, copying you a little bit because you were kind of telling me. Okay, we, go on. You, we... Tell us what you're going to do. Well, no, well, I mean, um, it, it was your your idea, and I and I kind of thought, oh, that sounds brilliant. I might suggest that to him. Where basically we kind of did. Was it that you picked two episodes that you'd convene on and that you'd watch together but you'd arrive at them from different directions is that yeah, what it that, was yeah that's, so it's probably worth t- taking a step back so kaleidoscope is a tv series which is designed to be watched in any order and it takes the story is about a bank heist um and and the, there's eight episodes and and the final episode each episode is named a different color and it's an interesting how the colors kind of appear throughout the episode so it's quite you know quite clever from a sort of cinema, c- cinematography perspective but you've got um you know the, the final episode is white which is where the, the the heist takes place and it's recommended you watch that one last but how you get to white you can watch them in any order you like now obviously netflix will play them one two three four five seven eight but you don't necessarily need to watch them in that order because every single episode is uh is is focused on a moment in time either before or after the heist yeah so you so the series isn't presented chronologically you can find it and you can watch it chronologically which apparently some people have done and they said it's a good one but the whole idea of it is whatever way you watch it in you get more information than if you watch it in wonder in you know what i mean and so what i wanted to do as you've just explained is maddie and i sat down and we went right Let's say we watch episode one together and watch episode eight together. We watch two and we watch four and six together. But how we watch the other ones, or I think we even even contemplated on not doing two and six. So we just reconvene on like episode four and just kind of like take a second. Because when we watch the episodes together, I'm watching it with loaded knowledge from the the ones that I've watched on my own. And she's watching yeah. it from, do you see what I'm saying? And, and yeah, so that's yeah. the idea of it. And so, yeah, I, I, and it's interesting because we've, we've just watched our third episode together, okay. which is the first one we've watched together, having watched one apart. And again, you're like, oh, this makes so sense. There's, so there's one that you've seen that she hasn't and vice versa. Vice, vice versa. Right, right. Okay. And I think one thing you've got to remember when you watch it is, with a TV series that's designed to be told in any order, there's always going to be a lingering feeling that you've missed something. And I think both of us did think that when we watched our first episode on our own is like, it feels like we've missed a bit. Okay. But I think if you just accept that that is always going to happen and they do say this, they're like, even if you watch it in chronological order, it might feel like you've missed something, but you've not. So long as you watch every episode, you've got the full story. Yeah. Um, Yeah, So, I think it's cool. I th- no, I, I mean, it's, it's a great experiment at the very least. Definitely worth a worth a gander. It makes these January nights fly by. 
Um, I'll say Jesus. that for free. Did, did I say did I say this on the, on the on the last episode? I definitely said it to someone recently that like the, the longest day is is in December, isn't it? The longest day, the, as a, oh no, the shortest day, the shortest yeah, day, yeah. the shortest day is in December. But it really feels like it's in January, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. January yeah. is just the worst. Um, other things that's going on. So there's a trailer that came out for a film which I'm really excited to see, and I don't think you probably are, which is the Evil Dead Two. Um, Fabulous! Couldn't give so, a fuck. <laughs> you know, I, this is a it's a good franchise actually. It's a, you know Sam Raimi, um, Bruce Campbell. You know, like some amazing characters. But and this is 20... this isn't directed by Sam Raimi though. No, no, it's not. I know, but but there's a lot of that kind of Raimi esque vibes that take place in it. Right. But okay. these are really. I mean, the 2013 Evil Dead is a masterpiece. It's a fucking brilliant horror movie. Genuinely terrifying, wonderful homage to the original. And this one is a continuation from that story that it took place. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's a scary looking trailer. Yeah. Um, it's a based on a family. They go to the city in this one. It's not set in a cabin in the woods anymore. Oh, Evil, evil Dead goes to the city. Evil Dead City. Electric evil, Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Um, speaking of spooky trailers, Alex, you saw one, didn't you? You've got I two did. minutes. I did. You've got Absolutely. two minutes, literally. It's got, it's got, it's got Renfield. And yep. Renfield is and was the assistant to Count Dracula. Mm. And so basically this is a movie where Renfield is played by Nicholas Holt, who I'm a yep. big fan of, yep. and Dracula is played by Nicholas Cage, who I'm also a big fan of. Yeah. And set in the modern day and Renfield is in a mental asylum and it looks to be sort of one man running gun John Wicky action type mm, mm. thing, but with superhuman strength. And it, it looks really weird. It's certainly not a retelling of the Dracula story. Because I think I, I think I knew in the back of my head there was a Renfield movie coming out. And I think that I thought it was the Dracula story, but told from the perspective of his yeah. assistant. But I actually think it's a lot more weird than that. Well, of course, we did have Nicholas Holt's classic retelling of a zombie in Warm Bodies. Remember oh, yeah. how well that went? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how I memorable a movie that I is. Wa I watched that and I, I did not hate it, but certainly, yeah, not very memorable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just, I, I saw this and I was a bit like, this is familiar to me. Oh, yeah, we've done this. <laughs> <laughs> we've done this we've done nicholas holt doing a weird vibe on a on a or a different take on a on a sort of horror-esque yeah, <laughs> so yeah i was a bit like goodness so hey like maybe it'll be good maybe it won't be. um a couple of things just before we go i mean the one that i was quite keen to touch on i guess we're only going to give it a bit of time maybe as more information comes out we'll talk about it later there's you know rumors are talking that 50 cent and eminem are going to be doing a, a retake on our retelling of uh, eight mile or indeed a tv now series that continues on that is very interesting and, I, and i've very little more than that it's just a sort of uh i don't know if it's an official announcement but it looks pretty official it's from the hollywood reporter i i think we'll probably wait and go on this one more detail but we should definitely do eight mile for this that'd be great for this uh, for, for for no other reason than i've not seen it have you not seen Eight Mile? No, I've not seen Eight Mile. Interesting. It's a great movie. Really, really good movie. And so I've been told. Yeah, I think I think you would like it. And obviously, you know, being in from, you know, not from Michigan, but you've lived in Michigan for quite a while, I think it'd be quite interesting for you, certainly, to, yeah, to yeah. sort of watch a little yeah. bit of it. Um, the other thing I had here was Our Flags Mean Death, which is on BBC Player. Fuck, it's funny. It's very funny. He's is that, very is good. that Taika? It's Taika Waititi produces it. Right. But it's... Uh, is it, who's the dude who... Um, Who's the dude who plays the bloody main character in it? The 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 East New Zealand. Okay, everybody, what we're gonna do is we're gonna be pirates. What are we gonna do? 
everybody, we've got to talk about it when we pillage a ship. Come on, if it's been harrowing, we've got to talk about well, it. Well, as, as I've not seen the show, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Who's the, who's the dude? He's very, he's, he's, um, he's from, um, he's New Zealand guy. He does all the stuff with Taki Waititi. Um, no he's idea. in Hunt for the Wilder People. They're like, quickly, what's the fastest way out of this place? Helicopter? Or something like this. Um, oh, goodness. I said we're werewolves, not swearwolves. The fucking dude. He's, he's killing me. It's killing me that I can't remember this dude's fucking name. Reese Darby. Jesus, oh, that broke oh, the me. the relief. Oh, my days. That oh, you were going blue me. in the face there. Um, but it, she's in it. Is um, I think Rachel House as well is in it as well. She's very, very funny. Again, Kiwi News. And in fact, no, Rachel House isn't it in this one. Um, but yeah, it's got all, a lot of the sort of Kiwi, the Kiwi sort of family, the comedy Kiwis that we that we've grown to love. Brilliant. But um, yeah, I'm very proud of my Reese Darby impersonation. If you couldn't tell, yeah, no, absolutely. Spot when you, on. When you watch it, you'll be like, I don't know. You, when you watch it, you'll you'll know. He's the he's the dude who does the werewolves, not swirls. I told you about fucking swearing. Anyway, <laughs> um, very funny stuff. The last bit of sad news: the the Jeremy Renner. Um, well, let's I, let's, uh, let's let's reframe it to yeah. hopeful news. Let's hopeful news. Hopeful I'll let you news. do this one because you're a lot better and tactful. Well, <laughs> yeah, because earlier earlier this week, uh, unfo- well, unfortunately, tragically, horrifically, Jeremy mm. Renner got trapped underneath a snow a uh, snowplow. Which, yeah. I, you know, I read that and the news came out and I was like, oh my god, that's ridiculous. That's horrific. Absolutely yeah. horrific. Um. These he's artists making, will do bloody recovery. anything to stop being their series know, a, to right. break their contracts. I know that he's recovering in hospital, but I think I think he spent a bit more time than has been publicly admitted as like you know severely like on oh, critical cri- condition. In critical yeah. condition. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think there there's no way that can happen, and for his life not to be in mad danger. And I think I think a lot more will come out. Yeah, um, I think so. Over the experience, but I think the important thing um, he's alive. at the moment is he's alive and is recovering. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of light reporting going on about it, which sort of suggests he's he's, he's going to be okay. But I mean, yeah, um, wishing all the best. All the, wishing all, all the best. best yeah. yeah. Um, but that's it. That's everything this week. Alex, what are they going to do now? Well, now they've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcast app. Find us on there. Give us a cheeky little five-star rating, if you please. Please. You can uh, also review us on there as well. If you don't want to review us, you can tell us your favorite movie, your favorite movie soundtrack. We love to see, read, and hear anything oh, you got to write there. Uh, it's really can... weird. Uh, what is? One of, one of my hands is really warm and the other one's freezing. <laughs> that's disgusting. You're a no, freak. No, but I'm just Don't talk to me. The weird... Because when I hold this one, I feel it feels like the claws of death are gripping around my. Well, hand. that's what happens when you spend the entire podcast with one hand down your pants and the but other one f- just in the air. But when I feel when I hold this one, it's like I'm cu- like my hands cuddling an ice block. But then this one, it, oh, that that is weird. So stop talking about it. It's grossing me out. Uh, we've oh. got an email address though, don't we, Cal? Oh God! Oh my. Oh uh, yeah, motions motionspod at gmail.com. Um oh. Right, come on now. That's that's more than enough of that. That's more than plenty. Oh god. Um thank you very much to KDC for the wonderful artwork. Alex, what are we doing next time when we're on the show? Ooh, uh, Babylon? Or I... or to be confirmed, as to per be usual. Confirmed. <laughs> 
Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you to go it's and like not... hold your own hand. Feels like <laughs> never was that. Did you think you would say that when you woke up this morning? I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest hey, with sleep. you. Right. Thank you very much for listening, and we will speak to you again next time. But until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta ta. <laughs>